smoking today. So, if we could give them a round welcome of applause to Sake Luca. I was at the Enterprise, and then he came, and that's how we actually met, working together. Okay. So where in the friendship did you all know that, hey, you know, maybe I could do business with him? Um, well, I guess I can answer that. So in the midst of working at Enterprise, um, Enterprise is the company where they kind of teach you to, to run your own business. These branches, like, kind of, they kind of give you the reins to do what you want to do to make, you know, rev revenue. So, with all that training and, you know, for other people, I'll just try to decide to do it for myself. And then, I mean, I love hookah. I've been doing hookah since, I don't know, what, 16? So, in Jersey. And, then, and you're old. Um, tell them, tell them the age. Tell them how 16 is a long time ago. I don't worry about that. It's all good. <laughs> so, y'all were just talking one day at work, like, hey, like, let's get into this. Let's start something. Yeah, so basically, Enterprise, I don't know if anybody knows, but they have, like, happy hours. So, I'm like... Lit, I'm a lit person, like I'm just animated. And he's like structured and like business. So like I'm always out Sunday to Sunday. So it's like I wanted to do hookah, but I didn't know how to actually get started. So then one day walking to the office and he was like, hey bro, I'm thinking about doing a hookah company. And I'm like, me too, I just don't know how to get started. So he was like, I know how to do this. I'm good at this. And I was like, I know how to do this part. So he was like, so you want to do this? Yeah, so then cool. we just started meeting up every Wednesday and then boom, we created the name, we created the idea, mission statement, vision statement, and then we just started to link out and send out emails and get this thing rolling. So yeah. that's how that happened. Yeah, pretty much, that's pretty much exactly how it happened. It was just, uh, just like I just knew I wanted to do something for myself. Um, I just brainstormed one day, and literally while brainstorming, I'm trying to you know, get to a bag, I was smoking hookah, <laughs> and it just all came together. I was like, you know, I'm gonna just do this. And especially me, like I like really like good hookah, especially I'm like really kind of judgmental when I go to certain bars and the hookah's not quote unquote hitting as, as good as it should be. So I was like, I know I could do this better than this. And then started doing research, hit up James about it. We worked together already. I mean, he's already my friend. We already worked together on the business side. 
for somebody else. And um, started meeting up at Prospect, a little 50 Cent Wings. Networking, <laughs> networking. Just got it going. Okay. So since Sensations Hookah has been running, do you guys have any pros and cons of the service industry that y'all would like to share with everyone? You know, great things about the service industry, not so great things about the service industry. I mean, the money good. I'm not, not going to say that for sure. The money is really good, but then, you know, people like any other business can be annoying. You know, the, the hookah too strong when it's not even strong. Yeah. I didn't ask for this flavor when you really did. You know, all this type of stuff. It's always something with a hookah. You know, so that's the thing. Ain't nothing really like too crazy. You know, that's it. Too upsetting. Yeah, I'm not really, I don't have too many you know, downsides of working in this industry. Um, Customers, I mean, I've been working with customers since you know, college, so AT&T to Enterprise. It's not nothing new. Everyone's going to be different. Um, I think mine will be like the back end because I like things done a certain way. Um, but, you know, I can't hire me. It's not a structure, basically, basically. the back end. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so as soon as something goes out of, you know, out of line that I wouldn't do or someone would come in late, or someone wouldn't make the hookah the way I would make it, then that when it comes to go. But when it comes in front of customers, I'm fine. It's whatever. They're always right, so it's all good. Absolutely. Good answer. <laughs> okay, so I know that we're here at the locker room in Third Ward. This is kind of your residence for right now. So what's it like servicing mostly African Americans and the brown community? It's lit to me. Hey, it's active. You know, it's going, it's going crazy. Like it's, it's fun. You know. Yeah. You know, you know, cause you don't know what to expect. You know, the people <laughs> that come in on Tuesday different from the people that come in on Friday. The people mm -hmm. that come in on Saturday are different from the people that come on uh, Sunday. You know, so it's, everybody's different. Then you got the different layers of the first, second, and third wave of who gonna act this certain way. You got like on Sunday, <laughs> you got the, the very, you got the very, very like structured people that come in early that want the brunch and don't really want to be bothered. And then in the middle, you got the people that want to turn up, but they still sophisticated. And then the people that come in like eight, they like, forget it. Like, what's up? You turn know, up. You know, so. Big smoke. It's fun, you know, big smoke, you know. <laughs> I just love us. So being around my people all the time is, I'm not really working. Just around fam. <laughs> Aww. So what do y'all do when people ask you all for, um, for hookah discounts? Nah. Nah. <laughs> that's like, I, I, okay, so I guess that's another negative part because the way I look at it is like, you don't go to the, I don't want to be politically incorrect, but the other side and ask them for discounts. Mm -hmm. But people, like our people are like really quick. It's like, oh, it's a black owned business? Oh, let me see if you hook me up. But it's like, you know, treat us like you treat them. Yeah. It's the same thing, it's still business. And you should want to pay more for this product because it's people that look like you and it's, Really great hookah, but our people, our people, huh? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's. You, I mean, you can add that to another negative side. Yeah. It, that do get annoying a lot, because I mean, it's, no matter how much the hookah is, people always want the other price. So the hookah thirty, they're like, can I make it twenty five? And if it's forty, they're gonna, like, can I get it for thirty? But it is thirty. So if I like, say the hookah's a dollar, what can I get it for fifty cents? What the condition? <laughs> you gonna take matter. the quarter? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. The quarter gonna get right lost. <laughs> Two minutes later, they're gonna wait me down anyway and get it one regardless. So, right. <laughs> so. I'm dead. So so far, what do y'all think? Like the men go more crazy over the hookah, or is it the women that be tripping out more over the hookah? The women, for sure. Women? Yeah. 
So just, I'm an observer. I like sit back. I don't really talk too much. But just looking around when it comes to like, when it's a packed house, men, and I can say this, men, we want to please women. Like, it is what it is. I'm, of course, we have some men like us that just love hookah. Like me, I don't care where I'm at. I'm probably going to get hookah if it's good. But it's like, you know, if it's a group of ladies around them, they want to look, you know, that they got the bag at the table. Go on, get the food, the hookah, the drinks, get it going. I just want a piece of that. So both of y'all unanimously say women go crazy over the hookah. I say women because when dudes walk in here, or when you go to any other spot, the dudes, they sit down, they watch. Yeah. The women, you can see them, they talking to each other. Should we get this? You think we should get the hookah? Ooh, they over there smoking. I want to smoke too. So it's like... Hookah wars. They want to have more fun than anything, you know, so... Okay. Just based off observation. I'm here for all of it. You're here for all of it? You're scandalous. Maybe. Man. <laughs> What's the wildest thing that y'all have seen here at the locker room? Over the hookah? Like, what is happening now? Just, you're like, wow. People fight over the hookah. Yeah. Twice. Right here at this table. <laughs> Literally smoking a hookah. Hmm. You know how people like, I just got it. I it's just my got turn. it. No, you already had it. I'm talking about tugging the hookah and hmm. it flies off the table. I've seen it twice. Right where y'all sitting and hmm. right at this table. I'll never forget it. Hmm. And then they combat it on who gonna pay for the hookah because it broke. Who gonna, who gonna pay for it? Hmm. That's my question. And it was women, of course. <laughs> and it was women. Tugging and fussing. Yes. Aww. So yeah. It's like bittersweet. There's people arguing over the hookah. That's basically it. Hmm. It's always something. So one day, do you guys think that you all will create your own hookah? You know, maybe your own shisha or nah. I got it in the works right now. We working. We working. We working. Definitely gonna have our own establishment. That's the end goal. So. Aww. That's Sensation. admirable. You know what I'm saying? Hookah. Big smoke. No choke. No choke at all. So how much hookah do y'all smoke a day? How do you even measure how much hookah you smoke a day? By the head? You measure by the head? How much we smoke a day? No, how much James smoke a day? I smoke How much James and Art smoke? Like, how much hookah do y'all smoke a day? I smoke We've been in quarantine, like. I smoke too much hookah. Man, James smoke two, three hookahs a day. What is two or three hookahs? Like, how do you justify what one hookah is? Like, what's the measurements? When you wake up in the morning, you cook breakfast, you eat breakfast, it's the hookah right there. You, dinner time, it's a hookah right there. Cook dinner, it's a hookah right there. All day long, I'm smoking a hookah. I don't got time. <laughs> I love I like hookah too, but I'm trying to preserve our inventory, but, you know, that's just me. All right. Okay, so it's 2020. It's about to be July. We're halfway through 2020. Trying to finish. What it. has more weight in the club, in the bar? You know, is it the bottle or is it the hookah? What do people go more crazy for? You, you think people were like, oh, I need my hookah right now. Or they're like, no, bring out the bottles right now. Bring out the shots right now. Like, wh which one is it? Is it alcohol or hookah? What's Ooh, running the town? Me, for, like, honestly, to, everyone is not a bottle popper. Like, don't get me wrong. You're going to go to the club. You're going to see people popping bottles. You might see three, four tables that got bottles. Hmm. Every table going to have a hookah. So that's just me. I just feel like, on top of that, like, you know how we do. We pregame. We get right before we go out. Then you're already lit. At that hookah, maybe get a bottle, but hookah come first. What'd you say? I think it's personal preference, but I feel like hookah go first. Because anybody that get a section, they go out, it's 
Who gonna get the hookah? Let me get the hookah. Had a hookah on the table. Okay, so I'm gonna open the floor to the crowd. Do you guys feel like they're right? It's the hookah right now? Like, no, nah, hookah has, you know, it, it has the weight right now. It's holding weight. Or is it the drinks and the shots? Which I think. So I'm gonna say, yay for the hookah, yay! yay. <laughs> for the liquor, yay! Oh, wow, it's only I, yay. I'm gonna downplay liquor so now. It's the hookah. <laughs> but, who could come first? Wow. I'm just saying a bottle costs two, three hundred dollars. Who could buy a good thirty? That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Hmm. And then even if you're getting a bottle, you want your hookah to kill time. So want your hookah exactly. to kill time. Okay. Sure. So we're gonna ease into my geologic segment. We're gonna try and make your brains think a little bit. Crowd, please feel free to walk up to this mic if you ever want to argue or refute anything that we're saying, dispute it. You're more than welcome to walk up to this mic, so. <laughs> he is cheaper on the hookah, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. No, okay. So, first topic on this will be, since we've all been quarantined since like midway through March, now we're midway through June, doesn't look like it's gonna end, we're just being reckless right now, that's okay, God got us. So, were you all like watching the Instagram versus challenges? Were you guys entertained? What was your favorite versus challenge? Do you have any? Opinions on that? Lil John and T Pain. That was hard to me. You took mine. Lil John and T Pain. So who do you think won out of Lil John and T Pain? Lil John. Yeah, he did, but Lil barely, John. like by two, like by two songs. I mean, I personally feel like Lil John won because everything was original. Yeah. T Pain was a, a live set, a live show set that he mixed together. Okay, but T Pain does have hits. I was going for T Pain, but Lil John did win when he played Shots, and I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. Shots. She do got a universal sound. So Facts. Yeah. Facts. I'm a big T fan. Same. But Lil Jon still won that. Yeah, he did win. I mean, it is. He win. was playing stuff I forgot about. And I was like, mmm. Yeah, stuff so you more so remember early in the early days. Mm -hmm. T Pain, it was like more so new, but it was, I just didn't like the fact it was studio vibe. Mm -hmm. So, okay. like, I'm going to a concert, I don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that? No, I want to hear the original song. You know, no. Because if you mixing it with EDM, it's like I'm not able to feel Bartender. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So. That's true. But Bartender was still a hit. Yeah, but not with the EDM sound. Yeah, but Loki, Miami's doing all that. We go to Miami and Vegas. They're not playing the real version. They're just. That's true. I just feel like, you know, us would like. Us? Like, us? Yeah. You know, okay. We're not too big on EDM. It's just cool. Cause I'm from Jersey, so I like club music. But, um, yeah, for that, I would like the. Keep it original, at least for that. I enjoyed the versus challenge. I feel like that was really original for whoever came up with it. Was it Diddy and all the? I really don't know Swiss who came Beats up with it. Swiss Beats and Timlin, even yeah. better, great. I think it kept me pretty entertained. Jagged Edge, One Twelve, all that. I enjoyed that it. Erica Badu, Jill Scott. That was probably my yeah. best one. That was very. That live. was my best one. That was very live. I so. feel like Teddy Roddy and Babyface got to redo theirs. Yeah, they do have to redo it. They gotta redo it. it got. Or no. They got, yeah. they got they got bro. They do, but I just feel like that versus is like a new age situation. It shouldn't be like older people that should be. Well, no, I'm not saying that. the older people. I just feel like they were just so he wasn't in his zone for yeah. that situation. Now I'm pretty sure his concert is amazing, you know. But I, you know, the buffering, the Instagram, the internet. They're older. They're doing the best that they can. And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
thing. Okay, so do you all believe that Future is our toxic king yeah. of society? Is he, is he not one? <laughs> is he just so toxic and we're just like, oh, we love Future, but like, oh my God, you're a horrible man. Or is it acceptable? Or is it just, this is just how it is. This is what we need to get used to. Man, I mean, that boy toxic. <laughs> I saw this thing on Twitter and it showed like a family tree from him and like every child had a different mom. And then it had like question marks from like, is that the mom? Like, we don't know that kid's mom, those are question marks. But it's like, I love him and I love the music, what he produces. So I feel like maybe I'm enabling. No, 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 I'm not talking. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. Not anymore. But I know that <laughs> his music is just, it hits in those areas of like, oh, you can relate, you know, but I'm not going to have nine kids by nine different men. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where it just draws a line of like, you're really living this lifestyle in real life. This isn't you coming into the booth. Like, you're, you're horrible. You need the little thing where it snip snips. The, like, the, I, feel the like, stuff. I feel like future's cool only because like, it's a lane. I feel like everybody has their own land. Okay. It's sometimes you want to get a little, little savage, put a little future. I mean, I'm not going to do it. But I'm going to bump it. I might say I'm going to do it. I ain't doing none of that. But, You're you know. You're It's fine. <laughs> Just, Big cap. I mean, I'm not doing none of that. I'm a saved brother. <laughs> You're a saved brother? I'm a saved brother. Okay. But, you know, it's just another lane. I just feel like, yeah. you know, a lot of like, music we listen to, like, it's just entertainment. It is. We're not doing anything that they're talking about. I mean, I'm over here doing laundry, listening to trap music. I ain't selling no keys. Like, like I'm, uh, I got homework. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. Serving the Okay. So we have been, I believe someone put on Twitter the other day, it was 100 days, no NBA. We have no NBA, no NFL, no MLB. I don't know any other sports that exist, but um, how are you guys doing as males? I know I'm sick. My Lakers were going to win it all, but here I am today. You know, LeBron does not have another ring. My Lakers aren't at ring number 17. I'm sick. I'm bored. So how are you all doing with no NBA, things like that? And if there's a game, like, or games in the fall for the NFL, would you all attend? I mean... I'm a Giants fan, so I mean it is what it is, you know, Jersey. But um, yeah, I mean I'm definitely going. I mean I, I had a little bittersweet situation with the NFL. I don't want to get too detailed on it right now. Y'all know what's going on, but um, yeah, I mean I feel like they're trying to make you know save face in a lot of the situations they've been going through. But yeah. I mean I'll watch. You know I'm back on. But would you go to the NRG Stadium? If the season were to start in like September, October, whenever it starts, would you, would you go? Um, and see them play the Giants? I don't know if they're, that's in their little league thing. I already checked. They're not playing. No. <laughs> time, so. But I, mean, I, I would. I mean, I want to see my boys. Yeah. yeah. Niggas ready to pop out. Yeah, ready man. to be on the scene. Just get my boy cap a job, man. Get my frat brother cap a job, man. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Next subject. All right. So. <laughs> How do you all feel about authenticity in 2020? Do you think that people can still be real and genuine in who they are? Or since it's 2020, you know, 
ooh, you kind of got to bend and fold, become, you know, whoever it needs to be to get the job done. Do you understand if people kind of have to be fake to get to where they need to be in life? Can people still be genuine and authentic in 2020? Yeah, they can. It just depends on what time of person you're with. If you fake, you're going to be able to be fake. If you're real, you're going to be real. But there's so many different levels to what real is. You know, so it's like if you hang around fake people and you can be the only real one, but you're going to end up being fake anyway because you're always around fake people. So if you're just going to be authentic, you just got to be yourself. So if you ain't going to be yourself, I mean, you ain't really going to be nobody. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, I just feel like it's, uh, it's easy to be fake online. Yeah. Especially if someone doesn't know you and they're just watching you through like their phone. But in my mind, I'm like, it's just easier to be real. You don't gotta like keep up with a lie or keep up with an image. But I mean, but at the end of the day, people aren't dumb. Like they know if you're not doing what you truly wanna be doing or acting how you really wanna be acting. That's just me. So I'm gonna slide in a subtopic. Like I said, please join in and talk on the mic if you would like. So be Simone, I mean, is she real and authentic? Or now that all the scandals have come out about the plagiarism of her book, um, you know, can't date a guy that's not an entrepreneur and all these other things, you know? Yes. I mean, is she real and authentic? Is she staying true to first, who he though. is? So, I mean, who she is? I'm definitely going first. Because, okay, my girl B, man, I was a big fan of her, like, Oh, you uh, liked her? You thought she was cute. You wanted to be her girl? I mean, a boyfriend. You wanted to be her boyfriend. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of her in the, in the beginning, like when she first popped out, um, before she had like over a million followers, and then she started feeling herself. But she, um, I feel like she got into the wave of like, fake it till you make it. Because I mean, like, you know, numbers wise, I feel like when I started like slowly watching her change, the more followers she got, the more clout she got, you know, the, the, the different deals and stuff started happening for her. But like, unfortunately, you know, for this day and age, she kind of had to. Now, did she go a little too far? She had to fold. She definitely crossed that line a couple times. But I mean, especially with that comment with Nick Cannon, I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, you definitely had a 95. So I'm trying to tell me, like, if I would have, anybody else would have talked to you and be like, oh, where do you work? Oh, I work at so-and-so. And they would just curve you. You'd have been felt some type of way. Yeah. But I just feel like everybody grows. You know, everybody wants like the finished product. And it's just like, why do you deserve a finished product when you're probably not even done yourself? Oh. Another good answer bags for you. Oh. <laughs> that was sweet. Uh oh. Mic check, mic check. I believe it's on. Is it? Is it? Speaking to <laughs> you know, but, um, what I wanted to say about B. Simone is something I noticed that's been going on, like with uh, the recent protests and all that stuff. Oh, I've seen something lately about uh, influencers and personalities more relating to being wealthy than black. Mm. So I think she had a real bad case of that because her whole platform, her whole No, but I feel like um, when you look at it, the people that support B. Simone, the people that were purchasing her book, um, people who started to emulate her, you, you would hear girls doing that little inflection in their voice. She, we're not denying that she had influence, but then 
it got to a point where she got her first little million or whatever. And I was like, yes, because I'm an entrepreneur as well. I have my own business. I look at her and I'm like, whoa, okay, she's really doing it. But then I'm not buying the excuse that we can't ask influencers or people with a platform for their opinion on things. Because at the end of the day, you're still a black woman. What were the struggles that you had trying to get a book out there, regardless of um, how the book turned out? Uh, sorry if you bought it, by the way. But um, no shade. But those were young black women and young black girls that purchased that, looking to manifest and to get what you have. We can't say, oh, well, we can't expect B. Simone or, or Desi Banks. We can't expect them to have an educated, no, but we can. Because at the end of the day, there's still black, young black people. Desi just had a black son. And it's just, that's real. Because when you lose your platform, which they're very close to, if not already, you go back to struggling that same black life. You know, you go back to those same problems. So it's very inappropriate to more so relate to people that have wealth who have nothing other than that to offer than to look at the young black supporters and say, you know what, I have your back because y'all got me here so that I can speak for all of us, not to get up there and have us cut you off because you don't know how to act and we don't want you to represent mm -hmm. us anymore. Yeah. So that's just my two cents. I know you guys have a business, but I love that you guys brought your business back to us because we want to give y'all our money. Please. You're here, black people come here, they support you because you're here to support us. You know, people pay those, excuse me if this is not politically correct, but like the Middle Eastern people are very huge in the hookah business. They are everywhere. And we pay them because they are there. There are so many black businesses that want to go elsewhere, they won't come back to a black owned business. So that we can give you our money. We'll give you our money if you're here, where we congregate. But those people know that we like hookah. They know there's people like you that smoke all day long and will pay to smoke all day long. So come to us and let us give you our money. You know what I'm saying? So put yourselves back in your community and give us the opportunity to pay you. And when, we're, when you're put in a spot to give us to where we can give you our money, don't give us crap. And that's word to be Simone. Don't give us crap when we're giving you our money. These are college kids, people who work nine to five, who bought your book with their paychecks, sis. Don't give us crap when we're supporting you. So I appreciate y'all for bringing your business, bringing some quality. I'm over here smoking, you know, bringing us some quality because we bought the ticket. We're here to smoke and support. And so I appreciate y'all just bringing it back to us and we're gonna put that money in your pocket. So that's my two cents. Thank y'all. So bad, Mike. Thanks, Steph. Well, I'll close the geologic segment on my favorite topic of this segment, the Tory Lanez quarantine radio. Quarantine, I was quarantine, 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 I thought that he was so creative. Tory Lanez is honestly one of my favorite artists. Probably gonna be like Michael Jackson, Luther Vandross, The Weeknd. Tory Lanez is probably number four. 
And I think that this really reinvented his brand for him. It showed you guys that, yes, he can make money by singing, rapping, doing these things like that. And he's a creative. And he started this, you know, at home with his friends. You know, they quarantined together. And it really took off. People, what was this, like 3 million tuned in? That's crazy for a lie. Like, he started that before we did the Versus Challenge. So what do you guys think about the creativity that Tory Lanez brought, where you guys tuned in? And I know it entertained everybody because he was trending on all social media. The so world. To me, it was phenomenal. To me. Yeah. I mean, you're in the house two and a half months or whatever, mm -hmm. and then somebody pop up, oh, you see Tory Lanez live? We're talking about quarantine and all of this mm -hmm. stuff going on. I feel like it was hard. You know, just being able, now I feel sorry for the girls that's doing milk and all of those stuff, but then he just hang up in their face. Vegan, vegan, and organic, organic. <laughs> but, but I mean, it was something funny. I mean, I was watching it like TV show. Yeah. But I mean, just yeah. being able to like look at something that's like funny and outside of like Netflix and watching TV shows all day long. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I ain't gonna lie. Especially, I didn't know what was going on. Um, I said, James told her, hey, go to Tori Lane's live real quick. So I'll see these girls. Bunch of wow. <laughs> no, it was amazing. Um, Cause I don't really watch too much TV, so actually I don't watch any TV, but it was, um, it was extremely entertaining. It was different. It was, uh, it was just live. Yeah. It was just something that we weren't used to. It was interactive. He had like, yeah, he had celebrities on there, but the most of the people that he were talking to or like he had um, joined the live with, it was just like, you know, your average people. No, it kept us upbeat, I feel like, during the quarantine. It gave yeah. us something to look forward to. We knew we were going to get a laugh. We knew we were going to get music. Somebody was going to be on there like Lizzo, just wilding out. <laughs> so to me, personally, it kept me upbeat and in high spirits. And it was something like, you know what? Like, let me tap in. I ain't got nothing to do. I'm drinking right now. I'm smoking a hookah. Smoking a hookah. So, yeah, we should have had a hookah in the video the whole time. I got to to him, get that sensational smoke for him. But, yeah, but it absolutely. was good. I'm going to take a five-minute brief intermission if you all want to potty or whatever, but we're going to come back in five minutes and go into the second half of Geologic Experience. So let's get on this hookah. Go to the bar. Yeah. Go crazy. Go stupid. Yeah. Go crazy. Go stupid. All right. So now I'm coming back. When we come back, we're going to talk about like COVID shit. So how did you guys spend most of your time, new hobby, Netflix shit, all that? All right. She's going to go into the COVID shit. situation, what we did during quarantine oh, okay. type of love. Can I smoke y'all suka? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Huh? I got it. I'm going to stay right here. And I'm going to actually put my timer on. I'm going to put my timer on. Y'all okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. What's going on, Chief? Thanks.
Dante ready? I'm a, that girl tried to blow a hookah. I'm about to tell her, they about to, she about to break the codes. I saw her trying, I saw her trying to blow her hookah and one of smoke. She about to break some codes. life is about now we have to talk about COVID-19 like we're the news mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so personally for Gia I've enjoyed the quarantine it's made me like tap into you know like focus and really tunnel vision and things like that I like it like being clean and things like that I wish the grocery stores would make us all wear masks and things like that regularly because everybody be playing in the produce they be oh I want to get this broccoli you put the broccoli back so it's disgusting you know, you're playing with us. So I've spent most of my time on YouTube or talking to friends about new hustles, new ways to get money, things like that. So how have James and Art of Sensations Hookah spent most of their time during this quarantine? One, smoking a lot of hookah. Oh my God. <laughs> Two, thinking of ways to come up with new businesses. And then I do consulting as well. So. I've been consulting a lot of people and starting up new adventures and everything like that. And just talking to Art about one day, you know, building up the idea of getting our own actual establishment and, you know, growing our business, you know, from what it is today. So, yeah. So, yeah. I do a lot of research on hookah. It's like not even like homework, it's just fun at this point. Just the newest trends or like the newest hookah, the newest seizure, like the newest like techniques. Um, it's just like fun at this point. I was even going to go to like a hookah convention, but um, you know, COVID kind of shut that down. But uh, yeah, um, the next, I would say like the next goal is to have my own late night spot. Um, still come to the locker room first. Kind of sensations hookah uh, lounge afterwards. You know, support black. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did you all quit any bad habits? Like, I know that for the last two or three months, let's see, March to April, April to May, May to June, so much July. Yeah, so I don't really wake up past 8 a.m., so that was a bad habit. Sometimes I would sleep in if I didn't need to be anywhere, so that was a bad habit that I've seen to cut during this quarantine. What bad habits have you cut, if any? I ain't cut nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's still the same. I mean, I try to start eating a little cleaner. Like, I would juice from time to time. 
or like I call myself like a part-time vegetarian. But um, part-time, you know, part-time, part-time. part-time. Hmm. You know, he ain't through with me yet. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to just be a little cleaner, you know, a little healthier. I've been wilding for a couple years now. But um, yeah, that was more so just that, who good, what's the next move, how can I grow, pretty much. Any new hobbies that you all have picked up during this downtime? Not any new hobbies, but more enhanced, because I like the right. So I just dug into that like way more. So just writing, like I said, consulting in various different avenues. So just trying to, you know, sharpen my sword with getting better. You know what I'm saying? With what I actually bring out. And if I'm helping somebody build something, I want it to be, you know, just as good as the you know, the path of us trying to put it together. So mm-hmm. that's basically it right there. Yeah. Because most of the things that we've been doing over the quarantine, we've already been doing. We just have more time to do more of it. But, um, yeah, just trying to grow. No. I've been on Robin Hood. I've been, like, just hustling. Those are my new hobbies, just finding new ways to make money, I guess, passively. Yes. Like, not actually working and clocking in. Yes. But trying to find ways to, like, make money. And I'm just, like on Instagram or on eBay or just on my phone. So that's what I've been on. Hmm. Okay, so y'all really saying like ain't nothing really changed. Yeah, well, can't so really. Ain't nothing changed. Something also changed. Enhanced. Enhanced the things yeah, that you're already yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah more know. time to think for yourself. Yeah, bunny, you know. yeah. Okay. No. Do you guys Do you guys feel like you have made money during the quarantine or have you lost money during this quarantine? So we definitely made some. Um, so, you know, most people support us a lot here. Um, but Aww. when, you know, when you're at home, they're missing that sensational smoke, we go ahead and deliver that whole package for you. We still doing it, you know, holla at me after the show. You need that hookah, we got <laughs> But um, yeah, a lot of people actually bought a lot for their home just to keep it going. Like, a, they're not addicted to it, but it's definitely a void if you're used to it. So this. Uh, this next question, it might be for you, James. I feel like Art and I are in the same wave. But how many TikToks have you created? <laughs> you, <laughs> not come up here and son. You're the TikTok uh, king. I guess I just say king. You're normally doing all the TikTok dances. You know everything. You know the songs. You know the movements. Yeah. First off. I'm holding the camera. Oh. that time. <laughs> First off, I don't be on TikTok. I just make videos. And I just post them on Instagram. <laughs> so I don't be on TikTok. And I don't know all the dance. But I do like to dance. You know, so. You're digging your hole deeper and yep. deeper. Just say he you're do a TikToker. That. Just say you know all of them. He and know. you're an avid I'm, learner. What do you mean I'm a TikToker if I'm not on TikTok? But does your talk to still tick? <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. I haven't made any TikToks. I don't have the app downloaded. I I think maybe if I was 10 years younger, I could be on that. But you guys are doing great things. You guys should be choreographers. I can't do that this day and age. I deleted TikTok after I found out they were blocking some of our uh, black hashtags. How do you even block a hashtag? Yeah, I'm not sure if it was true or not, but just in case it was true, it canceled. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Out of there. Yeah. Oh my God. Because I'm like, can it self record? How are you guys doing this with your families? Yeah, time. 
too much time on their hands. And then watching little kids do it, it look, just look like too much work. Yeah. I mean, we really cool. should have left it to the kids, like to like the 10 and under, because they're killing it. <laughs> Anybody that is older, you like they're putting school. their high own spin cool. on it. Like every TikTok is different. I'm like, is that really the TikTok for the, hmm. I'm just going mean, to. It's cool. I mean, high school now. I give them high school now. I mean, they didn't have nothing to do. Yeah, they don't have they nothing to do. They wake up early, knock off their little work. That's very go true. Go straight on their phone, make a couple of videos. That's true. Like, before this, I was a PE coach, and, like, every time we had, you know, a free day, I see a group of girls in the corner killing TikTok dances. TikTok in the corner. I let them go. They, as long as they're moving, I'm, I was solid. Were they trying to sneak and do it or no? They were, no, like, happy. I was the I was the cool teacher, so they already looked at me like, we good. Sassy, moody, classy. It's all good. Do your thing. Do that better than the mile run, so I'll right. Like, you got it could it. be very worse. It's all good. Okay, let's talk about Netflix and Hulu and all the streaming um, channels that we use to watch movies and things like that. So I have a little note of all of my favorite shows that have come out during this quarantine because I really caught up on stuff. Because I don't be watching anything now. I guess I'm getting like I'm 70. I don't be paying attention, but I have a little note of things that I did watch. So let's just see if you guys like watch the same things as me. Um, I watched, of course, Ozark. So the last season of Ozark, yes. that was season three. It was great. That. That's hot. I have yes. hashtag Black AF. That was great with Kenneth, uh, so King and Barris. I thought it was funny. Barry. Anybody else think that, it was, that Black AF was funny? It was great. Yeah. I thought it was funny. No? Yeah, I see a no. I thought that it was absolutely great. Everybody <laughs> was casted perfectly. And I don't consider myself light-skinned. Some people might say I am. But I feel like I'm just an average, like, African-American. And I could, yeah, I'm regular. <laughs> like, I'm black. And I was like, okay, you're funny. Like, huh, okay. Tiger King killed her husband. She whacked him. <laughs> Tiger King was great. Man, Tiger King was good. That was good. That was good, bro. That was good. That was good. She killed her husband. She whacked him. That was good. That was a good TikTok. I only, like, followed it because, you know, it was the only thing going on on Instagram for the moment. I didn't finish it. I mean, I got more than halfway done, but I mean, whatever. The last five <laughs> episodes were low key just wild good. once he got arrested, but it was like suspenseful. Like, I feel like it was great for the quarantine. We were yes. all tapped in. If it wasn't he for was quarantine, really I wouldn't have watched it. He was like, killed her husband. She whacked him. She definitely killed him. Okay, killed okay. Her. Can I get a yay for Carol Baskin killed her husband and whacked him? <laughs> yay. Carol Baskin did not kill her husband, Gia. She didn't whack him. She did. She put that boy in the shredder, man. She did. Okay. It's all good. And the last one on my list, I don't know if you guys watched it, it's kind of like nerdy, kind of lame, but it was good. The Sex Education, where his mom was a sex therapist. I, I was one so late on the way. No, you didn't watch it? I saw like one episode. Oh my God, Sex Education was great. I can't do it. His mom was like a sex therapist, y'all, so then he started being a sex therapist at his little high school, and he was just weird. But I feel like it helped him grow into who he was, and it was a good, like, angle to, like, people that have, like, weird parents that probably interfere with their life at school. No. All right. <laughs> yeah. So do you all believe that anything like this could happen again? So, like, this COVID-19 came across the whole world. Of course, America was late. We were lacking, and... Now here we are and whatever. Do you think like this could happen again or no? Like we got it now. The world got it. It won't happen again. A plague. I mean, it can. I mean, it already did. I mean, you had SARS, you had Ebola, and you had like all this other stuff that happened before. I mean, name them. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm different with this coronavirus stuff. I mean, I, I do I feel like it's real? Yes. But do I feel like it's over exaggerated with a bunch of fear mongering to the people and media based exploited? 
Yes, I do. You know, I had a couple of friends that be like, call me on FaceTime and say, James, I don't know if I got it. And, but then they end up having a sinus infection. And then they call me on FaceTime and then they show me their paperwork. And they say, oh, my doctor said I had SARS too, but they got COVID-19, but you don't have this COVID-19 strand. And my paper says negative. And the thank you paper says positive. Like, it's, I just feel like they're just adding numbers and numbers and numbers. And you spend so much time, you spend so much time saying, oh, it happened in November, but the president didn't take a serious until January. And then you got this long list of things. So now they're working on a vaccine. And it's like, oh, we spent so much money and time on this. We can't just take it away because we want people to get it. Mm-hmm. We want people to use it. And then that's why I never took the flu shot because it's like, you know, they give you the flu to get rid of the flu. So I personally feel like if you get tested, they like giving you the virus mm-hmm. to get rid of the virus. And then you're labeled number 1,084 when really you was nothing. Yeah, I just feel like, I feel like yes, it's real. I mean, I, some people, I know like maybe one person now that has it out of the, you know, millions and billions of people in the world, but um, that's supposedly supposed to have it. But I feel like ha- a little bit of it was political. I mean, I feel like there were some things in the back end we just couldn't see because they didn't show it on TV, but um, it's definitely real. I feel like, one, it did expose a lot of... Propaganda. Dirty people that wasn't washing their hands. Or dirty anyway. people. A lot of <laughs> I just feel like I really didn't change too much. I already had, you know, hand sanitizer in my book bag. It was already going. I'm just like, I really didn't change too much. I got to wear a mask from time to time, but, yeah. I mean... Got to leave the mask in the car now. Mine is right. on my little shift thingy. Dude, I be hopping out the car quick for getting the mask. Like, ooh. Exactly. That's crazy. You gotta carry the it. mask. You're not going to be, you're not bringing the mask in. I ain't with the mask. You're one of those. I feel like it's pointless because you're going to wear it, you're going to go in some spot, you're going to take it off. Like, then you just expose. Like, exactly. like you're going to take it off anyway. Whether you go to a bar, you're going to have to eat, you're going to the grocery store. Like, you see somebody you know, you're going to take it out. They can't hear you. What's that? You take it down. Like, ain't no point it's having it on. And then you're touching, 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 touching. Like, mask on. What's the point? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's just me, though. So at the end of the show, everyone just stay away from him. His name is James. He's <laughs> right here, little Paisley shirt. All right, got it. Here I am, right next to you. Wow. Pray for crazy. me. All right, so we're going to go into the summertime in the H segment. So we're going to try and end on a positive note. We're in Houston, Texas, where it's 17,000 degrees, Hot. even when it rains. And um, yeah, it's summertime. I believe the first day of summer was Saturday. So. What is your favorite thing to do in the H? Wait, the first day of summer was Saturday? I think it was Saturday. <laughs> it's been like 100 degrees since February. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. It's different. I mean, I'm from Jersey, so we legit have four, like, seasons. seasons. Like, Houston is summer, summer, spring. That's it. Summer. Yeah, like, I don't, nah. But it's fun. I mean, definitely changed my, my wardrobe a lot. What's your favorite thing to do? Um, I'm a water person. I was on a swim team in high school. I did a lot of swim stuff. So lake, boat, jet ski, from time to time, this is kind of my thing. All that. All that. I mean, me. Hookah? (laughs) Wow. That's That's all year. That's crazy. That's all year. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, I'm from Mississippi, so I just like the country. I like, you know, four-wheeling and mud mud and all. You can't really do that here. So it's like here just go outside, turn up, you know, activate, but if I just had to choose what to do, it'd just be like getting dirty, you know what I'm saying? Like In the mud. Outside. Mud, but he washes hands. Like dirty. He washes his hands. <laughs> hey, it's country boy, man, you know? It's okay. Country boy. <laughs> and your favorite way to make money in the summer? Do you think you make 
money in different ways or in different seasons? Um, More people are throwing parties. Hopefully you got one tonight. Sponsored by Sensations Hooker. But, uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like more people have more gatherings and more, you know, picnics. I mean, like, you know, cookouts and stuff. And we're available for all of that. Yeah. Outside festivities. Okay. I mean, it's the best. Yeah. You don't want to be inside all the time. Yes, you do with air conditioning. I don't want to be outside I'm, with buzz. I'm personally a homebody. Yeah. I, I like love, being outside. I, love I don't AC. like the summer. Summer go away. I sweat too hard. It's hot. <laughs> I'm sweating, and now I'm irritable. So, hmm, help. Okay, so do you all feel like since I'm talking to men, and oh, definitely gonna open up the floor to this one. Crowd, do you all feel like you have more ladies or more men on your roster during the summertime? Is it true that, you know, summertime, you, you got more O's? <laughs> no, went too far? I ain't gonna say what she said. Speak on it, James. <laughs> Let them know, James. Got the deal. Speak your truth. Nothing but time. Come on, come on baby future. I would say more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I would say, I, I would say, I would say the wintertime, me. Summertime, all the girls outside, they want to be seen, they want to be in the mix. Wintertime, they want to be inside. So you, you be They want to be next to you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just, I mean, I ain't gonna say next to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, smoking the hookah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I got a lot of them. You know? Oh, man, in the hookah. Somebody help him. You know You're gonna have cancer. You know, the winter time. Oh, whoa. whoa. You gotta relax. You say you had the hookah ready for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Can we just throw this out there real quick? Please, please. I mean, please. the shisha that y'all are smoking that we use mm -hmm. isn't dry, it's moist. Yes. It has sweetener, it has honey in it. Oh, and it's like, 0.1% of nicotine in there. So it's not even a whole cigarette. It's barely a cigarette that you got to smoke it. Actually, 0.79%. Let them know. Technically. Because I'll be lying to people. I'll be saying it's worse than like a pack of cigarettes. A lot cleaner. It's, like, it's, it's clean shit that y'all are smoking. Clean Stream. smoke. So the possibility of you getting cancer and smoking this all day, every day is slim. No cancer. None. Not the big C, man. I mean, so if, it's, if, if, if this shit was dry, Maybe. yeah, you got a whole, it's a high chance of you just it's going a, out. It's but. not a cigarette. Well, I'm glad we've been informed today. <laughs> Another reason to smoke Sensations hookah. I can't speak on everybody else hookah. Man. Yeah, but y'all's hookah. Yeah, Ballas. we good. There's, there's some other people uh -huh. I'm gonna like not name. Yeah, but. Question? Like Al, the, the brand, like Alpaca. It's, it's, it's like. Name drop. It's like, yes. It's like where you normally would smoke anywhere else. Is that what you, that's what they use. It's like the Walmart. So it's like super dry. So every time you smoke it, it stings. Great value version. You know. Stay away. Danger. So. No. So the reason ours is most, we have a lot of natural chemicals, I mean natural products in it. We don't have any chemicals in it. But zero <laughs> chemicals in it. But um, we have like a lot, a lot of natural stuff. Like the main two would be like honey and molasses. It just prolongs it and also gives it a natural sweetener to it. honey and molasses in there? Wow. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> you don't have to get a paper towel and dry it out before you smoke it. Nope. None of that. 
So it's just straightforward. Put the code on top, you smoke and smooth. So yeah. That's why I can smoke it all day. Hmm. Okay. So if Houston brought back a Six Flags, which I'm praying, Sylvester Turner, Greg Abbott, whoever needs to make the play, make it happen. I've never lived anywhere without a Six Flags. Would you all go to Six Flags? Are you guys like amusement park people? Or are you guys and guys like, oh, I'm not gonna ride that even though you're a man? I'm right. Yeah. I'm, I'm on there. Yeah. I'm on there. It's lit. I've been the right height since I was like six. Yeah. So, I mean, cause if you don't got it, it ain't no fun. I yeah. mean, Houston already don't have nothing. There's nothing to do. You know, right. Splash Town, well, no side, you know. Right. By Zaxby's, Splash Town is by Zaxby's. Zaxby's, I love you guys. Shout out to Zaxby's. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, no, we, we need six, like, we need something bad. I'm not going to Kima Boardwalk. No. It's too far. Dude, too that far. thing gonna drop into the to the water, the murky lagoon. It is pretty weird that Houston is like what the third or fourth largest city? With no theme with park. No theme park. I mean Jersey had what three. And Jersey's like what three miles long. So I'm just like, all right. Dude, they gotta do something fast because I'm about to go. By the time I go, maybe they'll build like a six flags, but I'm gonna be gone. I need a roller coaster. I love roller coasters. Yeah. I'm gonna ride anything except for the little pirate ship that goes like that. Anything that goes like that, I'm You're not on it. So none of them make you dizzy. It's not even dizzy. It's just the fact that like I'm upside down looking at the ground and we're going so slow. What's like anytime I'm upside down, it should go fast. Like I shouldn't mm. be upside down looking at the ground. Okay, here it goes. I need like, all of that's it. That's weird. I need all of it. Nah, I'm not waiting in line for that. Or I'll get on it, just no line. Oh, I'm definitely buying the cut pass. I don't. Um, oh, you're one of those? I'm, I'm cutting. Big boss. Nah. Money. Nah, nah I'm cutting. What about the rides that go like straight up and then you be just in the air? Like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm growing. Like, I can't. Drop type of yeah, I can't do that anymore. I'm with it. No. I'll be wearing wigs now. I'll be like, nah, bro. Tighten up that lace front. I gotta hold on because it's going down too fast. Lace fronts ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I gotta put the hat on. <laughs> okay, so besides Six Flags, what is something that you or the audience feel like that Houston is missing? An amusement park. That's it. That's it? That's it though? To me. A body of water that's not Galveston. Man, you're not gonna They're get missing that. a clean body of water. You're not gonna get that no you way. Them lakes here? Yes, you could. Where? I'm not going like like you're actually in to... Houston, within the loop, bro, they could build a lake. Tear out two eighty eight, put a lake. But they could. But they could. All that construction. But it could be a river that we could go like on the river, like what's called rafting. I'm they anything for water. So lazy river, right water rafting. That ain't happening, man. It's not but gonna happen. Everything can just flood into the river and then the day after the flood, we could all go like on the river, like in the tube, tubing. We could go tubing nah, on man. River 288. That's actually a good idea. Nah, river 288. Nah. Don't take my idea, Greg Abbott or Sylvester Turner. You heard it here first, Geologic. 288 should be cut a river. It's already a river. Everything already drains to 288. Nah. They're missing a Six Flags, a theme park, and they're missing a clean body of water. Or oh, they could just clean gals in the subside. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do they're that. Clean. After the BP oil spill, I think that's what really just like set in a stone. Like, yeah, this is forever murky lagoon water. Yeah, I think it's a wrap. I've been here since what, 2015? And went to Galveston, what, twice? 
Yeah. I'm over it. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually scared when I go down there. Like, I feel like you could really get coronavirus out there just being, like, in the murkiness. Like, that's low-key where coronavirus started. That's where, like, the Loch Ness monster is. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Too far? Watch too much that TV over the quarantine. <laughs> we were here and I went there. Yes. Okay. Well, I believe that's the end of my show. I want to end with Black Lives Matter. I want to end with, I think God had COVID-19 and the quarantine happened so we could slow down. Focus on the things that matter, not just in America, but Black Lives Matter everywhere. And without black people, the world would be nothing because of the Nile and Egypt and all the civilizations that we caused and things like that. So I feel like the protests and all the murders and things that are going on, even during a global pandemic, we're still getting murked. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's bringing the light. It's like having these conversations and making them, you know, a little bit more easy. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that everybody gets to just slow down, chill, focus on things that matter. I feel like everyone's like not as harsh right now. They're more forgiving. And that's really what the world needs right now. We need more love. Like the world was really out of pocket. So I hope you in 2021, we're gonna like rewash this and like, oh my God, Kobe Bryant and his daughter died. Like, let me be nice to this black person. For real, because we're hurt, you know, off that and just other things. So they need to empathize with us and we need to support our black people. Like Stephanie said earlier, we need to just go anywhere that black people are. If you look like us and things like that, just know, you know, support your friend. Like. They, they went through so much just to get there. Like, be Simone, like, you went through so much to get the book, and now you're dissing and being on some weird stuff. You're dissing the person that has the nine to five? That doesn't make any sense. Your mom probably has a nine to five. Your dad probably had a nine to five. Your uncle, people in your family, like, so, I say support anything black if you're black, and if you have black friends, it only makes sense because we're your most lit friends. Visit geologic.com. It has everything about me and things like that. This interview will be on there. Other things like that. Follow Arthur King, Maddox Jones, Sensations yes. Hookah. Yes. They're San here Hooker. all throughout San the Hooker. week at the locker room. This is their residence. I'm so glad that I'm friends with you all. You guys make my heart so warm. And I just love being friends with people that are like-minded and want to create businesses and things like that. So I think that's really it. I hope you all all follow us on social media. Keep up with us, you know, and just don't let the COVID-19 and the quarantine get you down. We got this. We're going to shake back even harder. Like, next year is really going to go crazy in the world. Like, all these new businesses, everyone's starting new things. So, this is just like a revamp and positive things will come forth. Oh, I meant to ask. Uh-oh. Do you guys have anything to ask me? Oh. Does anyone have anything to ask me? Like, oh. ask me something. What made you want to start... Geologic experience. Ooh, what made me want to start Geologic the experience? Good question. My friend actually brought it to me after I graduated because I've always wanted to be a talk show host. I was like 11, 12, already knew before high school, like, I'm going to be like Oprah. Now I don't really want to be like Oprah, but I want the money. But anywho, <laughs> but Geologic the experience, my friend, he kind of brought it to me and was like, you know, start just actually renting out venues and just like start now. I was so big on like, no, I just want to write shows and have someone pick me up and produce and things like that. But I was like, after I graduated high school, I was like, I could go ahead and start building my brand. So this was like, you know, something to put in my portfolio, something that people can see I was really built for this. I'm not new to this, like, been funny, been smart. Been wanting to just talk to people and listen. Talk to me nice. Yeah, talk to me nice. Anything 
next talk move? Talk to me nice. Yeah, talk to me nice. I got a question. What is, uh, what is Gia's next move? What is Gia's next move? Oh, my God. Mm. Um, my next move, probably to move out of Houston and go back to the West Coast. Or I'll go to Miami. Oh. Somebody offered me a position in Miami. I uh -uh. But I'm from Los Angeles, so I would love to go back to the West Coast. Because it's just more liberal, more fun. More people that do things that I do. I feel like there's more ways to get money out there. Um, and hopefully I'm just on, like, you know, like a Trevor Noah, Jimmy Fallon wave. Like, I really would love to talk, write things produce things, get money with it, and just be like a super creative mind. I have so many ideas in my head that I know will get me money and things like that. So I know that I'm going to be great and rich. So I'm just ready for someone to like invest in me, like see the light. So what's next really is the big bread. Nothing's going to change, but the bread. Shout out to Big Bread Said. Big Bread Said. Big Bread Said. But thank you all so much for coming out. Like I said, supporting me in a global pandemic. I appreciate appreciate it. If this is your first time, I hope it's not your last. Oh. Um, Gia Logic, G-H-I-A Logic. Matic Jones, M-A-T-I-C-J-O-N-E-Z underscore. Mine's easy. Art the King. <laughs> Don't judge me, Art the King. So yes, thank you all so much. This was another Geologic the Experience. Oh, oh no, sorry. Talk to me. Ooh, share them. Okay, so on Robinhood, my friend taught me okay. to just pay attention to things that are in the media. So I put a little in Spotify, put a little in Boeing. Uh, I have Wells Fargo and American Airlines. So my strategy is anything like in the media that's popping, that gets talked about, Kim Kardashian is now with Spotify. Uh, Joe Rogan signed the big contract with Spotify. So I'm in there, um, trading options, things like that. So anything that's popping, like um, all the airlines, like they got the big bailout, a lot of banks got a bailout. So that's what I've been in. Uh, I trade the options in there, put a little, little money in there, and then I sell it whenever. So yeah, Wells Fargo, American Airlines, Boeing, Spotify is what I'm on. Yes, sir. Oh. Yo. You smoke all of it by yourself.